Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I want to tell you about a man. This one smart man. One smart man, he felt smart. I want to tell you about this lady. She slits a sheet. A sheet she slits. And on that slitted sheet she sits. And I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm not a fig plucker. Nor a fig plucker's son. But I'll pluck the figs until the fig plucker comes. In the Woods of Alex Rogers. Episode Episode 1, Maiden Voyage. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, intro, outro, inverse, universe, out there, in there, between, on top of, under, around, to the side of, diagonally, askew, welcome. This is Alex Rogers. Reporting to you, well, not live, but in a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. And I'm on the fifth floor of an opulently antiquated building in downtown Los Angeles. And I like how the English say Los Angeles because they say Los Angeles. It's just that everything where it's like, and I I don't believe I'm going to uh, say anything that has uh, any reminiscence of your language. I think it's kind of... Englishify, Anglify, um, any uh, other thing I do with this. And, and there's Juarez passing the ball to Jimenez. This is a very special moment, folks. What we're looking at right here is a maiden voyage. And I'm not sure, I can only guess the meaning of the background of that word, maiden voyage. And I hate to say it that probably in a 2020, meaning the year of our Lord, Not the vision, but some would say 
both are happening at the same time. I would imagine that the term maiden voyage is rather problematic these days and probably has some sordid history behind it. People are going to say, well, what's a maiden? What did they do to that maiden? What, what was the voyage? What's, what, what does that mean? So this is a triggered time, folks. You got to be careful. You got to walk the tightrope, but not nervously. You do it like Philippe Petit from that film Man on Wire, where he is like, I know what I'm doing. I am walking on a tightrope between the World Trade Center, between the buildings. Eh? I was able to walk here, walk there. I bounced up and down. I was afraid at first, but then I realized I know myself. I know that I can walk as if I were in the park up in the air where every other person in their right mind would completely fall to their death and just the thought of it makes most people's palms sweat and they feel like they're going to die. But me, an artiste, walking around on the top of the building, huh? on the air. Yeah, these days you got to be that tightrope walker. You got to be real careful. Because everyone's arresting language. Everyone's pulling you in. What you say? Hey, listen. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. What'd you say? Now listen, I don't read books. I don't even know what language is. I just know words. And you said something that I have one definition understanding that isn't even half-baked. And I feel like judging you because there's nothing to live for and it's time to incriminate my fellow man. Well, what does all that mean? It leads me into this current thing, folks. I tried to do a podcast a couple months back. I really tried. Just as all of you try to get something done in this year of our Lord, 2020. Bente, bente. Vin, vin. Double X, double X. Yes, indeed. This is a very, uh, this is a very interesting time. We're in the COVID era. Corona culture. If you ain't having a bad day, everybody else is. Yeah, no, when, when I tried to do a podcast before this, it was almost like the innocent days where uh, it kind of begins with that. There is nothing but lots of poverty and racism around us and everyone can't pay their bills, but we aren't sick. Everyone is not sick yet. No, no, you don't have to wear a mask yet. No, no, you can still breathe all over people. No, no, you can pass your disease. Yeah, you can cough, you can sneeze, you can do what you please. Because it's no COVID, baby. We don't know COVID, baby. Yeah. And then it happened. And we're in it. We're in a reality now that no one could see unless you were reading the signs. But I always feel like those people, and uh, not like I can identify with this or anything. <laughs> but uh, when you have the people who go around saying, yeah, this is like in that one sci-fi book. You got a lot of well-meaning well people who go, that's just in a book. You read far too much fiction. That could never happen. Except it did. Look at our president. I'm just saying, folks, y'all, those of you who are my age, speaking from the mid-30s here, 36, in fact, in this time, in the year of our Lord, 2020, I speak to you now from a perspective where I see people my age who didn't do their homework. They watched the same cartoons I did, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm stalling because I'm trying to think of other cartoons that were happening at the time. 
I think there was also, well, for me, I saw the Street Fighter show as well. Do you all remember that animated Street Fighter show that USA put out? I wanted to get into it. I liked that everyone did their superpowers. It wasn't like the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Uh, this was the one where, you know, it was an animated show and Guile led the way and did Sonic Boom in like every scene. So of course he's going to win. And that's a little unfair. You've trained your whole life and the best thing you can do is maybe throw a knife other than your fists and your feet. And in walks this guy who's like, who looks like the 90s military. Like the idea of, you know, the 90s military, flat top fucking big hair and the big muscles and the and the tank top, and he just goes, Sonic Boom! And you're done. You trained so hard. And now look what happened. You got mowed down by energy from a dude's fists. A dude who doesn't even look like he should be able to channel the fucking energy that, like, say, hello there. You're hearing that honk, by the way? Welcome to the world of downtown Los Angeles. We had one gentleman earlier walking down there just kind of yelling, fuck you, fuck you, no you, fuck you. So he's having a very spirited debate. And uh, you're going to hear the sounds of uh, city horns and taxi cabs, great buses, and a world of difference between you and I. Some of us remember the old days and some of us live in the new days. We know that the city keeps on breathing and it keeps on pumping. And somewhere in between, you and I exist. Yes, sir, we in the COVID era. We're here right now where COVID is a happening. You better not cough on me. Mm-hmm. I work in a grocery store, by the way, folks. It's phenomenally interesting. My job now has become sort of a social policeman. It only takes a pandemic to realize your talents. I was able to uh, find a new position now in a grocery store where I before was saying, would you like to bag your own stuff or would you like me to do it? And now I've become, okay, I need you to maintain six feet. Okay, are you aware of our rule here? Okay, you got to stand in the square. No, no, you, you got to wait for the uh, person who's uh, checking you out to then call you up to pay. No, no, sir, you didn't hear a word I said. You're still walking. Okay, uh, ma'am, please hike up your, uh, your, uh, your uh, mask. Can you actually just cover the nose a bit? Can you... I've seen grown people right now. Grown people. I'm grown. I'm grown. Oh, grown. He's the grown-up. What's, what's that Peter Pan song? I won't grow up. I won't grow up. I don't want to get a job. I don't want to get a job. I just want people to pay for my little YouTube channel. And I'm going to scream all day. And I'm going to scream all day. If my parents didn't max out my credit card, I wish I had a bigger heart. Because I was sold out by the older generation who didn't teach me a goddamn thing. Uh, where are we going with this? Listen, come here, come here. I love the energy. I think it's fantastic. 
I think you have a lot of great ideas. We just don't really know what you're getting at with your podcast here. We don't really understand what's happening. You know, I'm just someone who likes a little simple thing. I like, I don't know, music, what kind of music? I I just like something to bob my head to, something to chew some bubble gum to and just kind of smack away and just kind of bop the head about a bit, you know? I don't know. Melody beats all the same thing to me. Noise, really. Who cares? COVID. It sounds, <laughs> COVID sounds like, uh, all right, well, we can't name our son Chad because well, Chad got so made fun of in the 90s. Let's name him David, wait, COVID. Yeah, this is my son COVID and his brother Alabaster. Yeah, um, COVID is uh, just a new word, man. And we all know it. You know what COVID is, too. I don't, you know, no one listening right now is going, I'm sorry, what? Is this someone's name? Is this a biblical, biblical character I don't know about? Yeah, you know, it's very, very interesting. Like, it's not World War II. We're not being bombed. We're not being... Um, <laughs> I was about to say we're not under a, a, a fascist dictatorship, but... Uh, that's always been left up to debate, to debate. Shit, I'm sorry, folks. Sometimes my words go, not today. You can't use me today. Your plosives and your fricatives are on strike. You should have drank more water, which is what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to take a little siparoo here. I always wanted to, if a uh, cop ever came up to me and was like, what are you drinking there? Oh, Nothing, officer. Just sipping on some dihydrogen monoxide. All right, get in the fucking car. Throwing your fucking science at me. I did this crazy thing in high school where I played the drunk driver in a program to scare the shit out of high schoolers to never drink and drive. And it kind of did its job. They even went so far as to have someone dress up like the Grim Reaper and pull kids out of class. Your time has come. Um... It was, it was an earnest message, and it was very, very important. Um, it just also ran the sort of interesting risk that a lot of well-meaning things do where they go to young people and go, this is important. And what's a young person to do but go, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. So anyway, why did I bring up that? Because, damn, we kind of lost that little train of thought. Let me turn to my friend Nas Red here. Do you remember what I was saying, sir? You were talking about you. <laughs> Hi, Alex. <laughs> hey, sir. You you acted in one of those things to scare the children to not drunk oh, drive. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Okay. So part. Of, so I played a drunk driver. Thank you. By the way, that's the one and only Mr. Nas Red, the man who got my start in the podcast business. You want to know something about this man? You want to know something? I'm going to tell you a story about a guy named Nas Red. I got my start with him back in the day. I was just a boy. I was a kid. I was just a big shine off a big splotch. I was nothing. I was a spud. I was a rodent. I was a leech. I was nothing. I was selling weed for two bits of coin. I was selling myself, my soul, my dreams. In walks this man. He was so red, I felt like a bull. I was about to run at him. And he, and he was so smooth, he probably would have just said, Toro, Toro, and I would have given myself to this man. And so I came up and I realized he got my start in this business. And I had no business getting into this business, but he got my start in this business, and that's just the start. 
Yeah, no, I'm very, very thankful to be here, my friend. Thank you for having me on the show. On the, on the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me on my own spaceship. I can talk? If, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I, I can just, talk? My thing yes, was, you can, my thing is, I'm like, you know, letting you do the show, mm -hmm. and I just only come in when you summon me. I'm summoning Because I want to respect your space. Absolutely. You, you know? But this I'm, is great. I'm the summoner, and I pull out of the void, the, most, <laughs> yeah. the beatific demon. Yeah. That is, so you uh, summoned me the first time. Yeah. And then you and did the Don me. Corleone. And then as you did the Don Corleone, I clicked off my mic. I know. So I'm like, okay, he's back doing the show. I know. And then I, now I, I'm back. I and, and I lost my point again, but now I'm back I'll dip as the well. second you, you know. Oh, cool, man. Oh, no, yeah, no. I like the rapping. Dip yeah. in, dip out. And yeah. stay and stick around, my friend. Keep sure. it on. Okay. Keep it on. Just, cool. just hang out, my friend. For sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Alex. And thank you for those kind words, by the way. Oh, right? you know. Come now, come now. Is it only the truth? It's only the truth with a whole lot of frosted flake sugar thrown on top because who doesn't like it? You know, that's... Uh I was trying to name, think of the actor's name. I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm, know either. I'm not good He's just part things. of I'm my sorry. stock voice yeah. right there. But, but do yeah. you think, dog? Do, yeah, yeah. Doing, doing my thing. And it's a good thing, too. I, th I think it's about time I start to speak it out. I was about to say speak it, but I don't want anyone to felt anyone's sensibility. So, uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about this officer that I met because I had to play this drunk driver, and I was... Uh, I had to go through like the whole thing. Like we, it was method as fuck. They right. put me in the back of the police vehicle. I was yeah. handcuffed. Yeah. <laughs> the guy like on the football field in front of the whole school was like, get down. May I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Uh, was this uh, like, they filmed it on like camcorders and stuff. <sighs> when we're brave enough one of these days and we get some video up in this joint, <laughs> I think it's on YouTube now. Oh the really? Actual, oh yeah. You see some bad acting on my, this is a kid who never drank <laughs> once in high school didn't smoke weed, didn't do nothing. Nerd extraordinaire. And he's playing the bad kid. <laughs> and I go up to the kid and I'm like, hey man, haven't you heard of the party? They're having drinks. We're going to get drunk. Oh. <laughs> you know? So this poor kid. But you know what? I knew I was that kid and I knew it would be extra heartbreaking if what? Alex? The straight edge goofball? Uh. By the way, I wasn't like pride straight edge. I'm not going around knocking people. I'm not going around like, you can't smoke weed. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, so, so this officer, as he's, he's driving me, we, dude, this was big, like the like, film crew following us. He's taking me to a police station. Uh -huh. I'm in the back seat and I'm kind of like, hmm, okay, how, how into this role is this guy right now? This is a real officer. And I, I'm making small talk. I'm like, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Ooh, that was a nice screech out there. Yeah, somebody narrowly avoided death. Yeah. No. Screeching from a Wait, car. so they threw you in the back oh. of the squad car? Oh, yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> like on the football field, they throw me in the back of the squad car. Uh -huh. I'm handcuffed. We drive off. They're taking me to, like, some county jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? They could Dude, this could have easily been, like... Oh, yeah. Because, dude, they maybe... They put, did, I went through the thumbprint uh, simulation. Really? Oh yeah, and are they are are they they're filming you as this happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dude, so funny. When they put me in my cell, and I'm sitting there, looking stunned. The cameraman went, "Could you show us a little more emotion? Could you, <laughs> could, you could you maybe whip up a few tears? It's gonna just gonna right. And that's a wrap. Okay, yeah. we did our job. We've scared the fuck out of your entire generation yeah. for a weekend. 
half of them are still going to drink and drive. <laughs> well, but, you know, we did our best. Yeah. What's funny is I remember my high school did that as well. Mm. And I knew a girl that kind of fell for it. She was like, oh, my God, did you see what happened to Chet? And then, and then <laughs> you know, like, but then I think she, she was telling me she she didn't say that, actually. I'm, I'm lying. But no, yeah. no, she said... I thought it, she was telling me that she thought it was real for a second. And she was like, oh, and I was like, oh my God, Chet, poor Chet. And, oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, those I know, things, man. You know. I guess, I mean, and it, it fucked with my emotions. I got very like, what the hell have I gotten into here? It felt almost, here's the thing. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. But we haven't learned how to tell people what's up without it getting kind of preachy and culty at a point. May I ask a question? You in the back, sir. Yes. Um, how far did they take the ruse? Like, meaning... Did they throw you in a cell? Oh, yeah. Really? Now, mind you, the minute they closed it, it was, as I said before, and cut and wrap. We're good. Okay. Oh, okay. I, 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 part of me was That's a little like, you're going to keep me here? What's, what's, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if the, it was like the beginning of an old boy situation where like for the next 15 years, I had to learn how to be a badass in jail? Stop right there. The next Wild 7 cinema idea. There That's, it is. Uh, copyright it, can't take well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't take it, folks. It's about a dork who got himself wrapped up in an anti-drink driving campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, by the way, I just said anti-drink driving, which makes it sound like I am drunk myself. But I am not drunk. <laughs> I am high. There's a difference. And thank you very much. Um, P.S. Uh, I have right here some wonderfully homegrown cannabis. This is uh, not from me, of course, from my good friend here uh he and his brother uh wonderful cultivators of the earth's uh gifts thank you alex you're welcome sir oh and the officer i ask him I'm like so uh, uh what made you this is why this whole convoluted roundabout alice in wonderland voyage i just took you on here on the story is to say i asked the officer well what made you want to be an officer and he straight up with no irony just just straight like gary cooper style just to the camera, just said he just was like, I got picked on a lot. I got, you know, a lot of bullies and threw me around. And, you know, I was a small kid, wasn't very strong. Yeah, got, got pushed around a lot. And then one day I, you know, I got bigger. I left school and I realized, not me. Not going to get pushed around again. Wow. Straight up. Yeah. And I could, you could feel it off him. He's the guy. He's that guy that we all know, that everyone knows, that gets into the police force. Did you ask him, well, did you get your revenge? You know? That would have been great. Did you get, <laughs> well, I went back. It was at the 20-year uh, high school reunion. And I said, <laughs> class of 1982, you're all under arrest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not all Guy Pierce in L.A. Confidential. Some of them are pretty mean. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Oh, man. Man, we and there you go. That's old LA. We're we're in a where we are right now is a is a both a graveyard, a museum, and a continuing flow of this thing, this Los Angeles, this dirty glitz. Right here it smells of piss and desperation and you got real broken situations out there. When you when you walk through to get to anywhere around here, you 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 got to be crazy. Gotta have a real need. Um, I won't sing the rest because I don't want any copyright issue, but shout out Pink Floyd. You all need to be listening to them a lot more. Um, let, this, by the way, this is a great feeling here. I'm sitting here. I'm laying down my first track. And uh, 
I, I, I've always thought, even as a kid, I was doing my own little like radio voice and doing voices. It is what you're hearing right now. No more, no less. And I, uh, doing this silly little Marlon Brando-esque voice back there, I actually was doing a real, a real there, there was some truth to that. I, Nas Red, my good friend here, definitely got my start in even just doing podcasts. I had never done a podcast, and he brought me on board what is now the Wild 7 podcast. And at the time, it was Nas Red at, at the movies. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm already fucking up. I, I believe it was Nas Red, the Nas Red podcast at, or Nas Red talks about movies. And then it, after we made Debbie and the Devil, which you were so awesome to star in and, and really goodness, blow our minds. Uh, after we sir. made that, we made it the Wild 7 podcast to you know, look at the comings and goings of yeah. the studio. Yeah. Well, we don't, I, until I have uh, more um, shout outs to any kind of uh, uh, fair dues, I want to start today by just giving a big thank you to the Wild 7 crew here because Nas Red and the gang, thank you to Chris Troll and April Mendoza and the Nightshade Collective, y'all are making some room for me to come on in here and uh, lend my voice to the vehicle. We're family, Alex. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And I, I can live with that word. I used to, I'm not used to, I always have a contentious uh, opinion on the word uh, family, but when people say it sincerely and they really mean it and they don't mean the same hell you all know that we can never escape because everyone's still seven, that uh, isn't the family I'm into. The cool family that we're always forming every day in every way in new bodies that are seeing the world with new eyes, learned from the past but not anchored in it. Now that's the family I'm into. More on that for another podcast. But yeah, here, here, here I am and thank you because um, it just started with having conversations with you, my friend, and getting the voice out and talking about what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. And it's led me to this moment here and it took me forever to come up with a name for this. It was so, I came up with esoteric word, things like thou art that. Or um, kind of gimmicky things like "Wow, just wow." Uh, that was my favorite. Well, <laughs> it, of the of the rejected ones, I almost ones, liked it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was funny. Yeah. And that you know, I, I if I may say, I liked my suggestion. Who me? Yeah. Oh, that was the best one, dude. I I all yeah. Nas came up with one that would be called "Who me?" Yeah, it's cute. I Women like would it. love it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, by the way, you just said that, and here I am going like, yeah. What he just said, I'm going to say about what he did. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, this is a very, very, very cool um, feeling to be able to sit here and kind of just know that something, shit is happening and it's out of our control. But before I get into that, I, I, where I, the way I met Nas was I used to work a little, little about me. I don't even want to tell you what I am. I am what I am. You're not going to... Someone once the other day was like, yes, I know, he's very entertaining. And I'm like, okay, look, I have an issue with that. Where just as I have contentious feelings about the... Sometimes with the word family, I get a little irksome when people say entertaining. Uh, I think sometimes people use that as a dismissive word. They don't even realize they're doing it, but it's downplaying the capacity of what's actually happening. Just my little humble opinion. Um, but yeah, entertaining. I'm not entertaining. I am what I am. I'm me. This is me. For better or worse, for good or bad, this is me. What you're hearing is what it is. So 
I'm not even going to say I'm a this or a that. You decide what that is. But what I was for a moment was a, a, a pot dealer. No, but it, not, not as uh, crazy as that sounds. I worked at a dispensary and in the Deadwood days where it was really cool before it all became Target and Apple Store and everything else you're seeing. Now, it, it, and, and there's still the great mom and pop places. Shout out to all of them. Uh, in fact, some of you, please get on and become my sponsors soon because I'll definitely uh, smoke your stuff and I'll, and I'll be shouting out to you. And, uh, and, uh, and really any other sponsor who wants to reach out and hopefully isn't allied with Satan in any way, or at least the fun devils. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, take, a, I'll take a Mephistopheles over a Satan if, if, if need be. I worked in a dispensary six years, six years of dealing weed, smoking weed, talking about weed, learning a hell of a lot about humanity and um, rutted in some pain at the time, rising out of some pain at the time, and ultimately left with no future when the whole thing fell apart. All that is for another podcast. And with no financial future or really any occupational hope after that, your friends sometimes step in and they remind you what's important and what's happening. And... The greatest investment I ever made working in a weed store was not a monetary investment. Nothing to do even necessarily, it became career, but there was no even interest in that. Just a crazy cool kid dressed in red who likes to talk movies with me became an excellent friend and a wonderful collaborator. And I like to call him also a creative friend because good to have hangout friends. It's also good to have hangout friends who are actively doing cool, creative things that make you go, I want to do that too. So it's the best thing that came out of that weed store, sir. I very much appreciate that, Alex. And if I may say, (laughs) from my perspective, when I started doing the podcast, and I knew it was a movie podcast and stuff, when I would go and pick up for you, and I was often picking up for other people as well, because even though that was against the company policy, <laughs> fuck right, them. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, yeah, all uh, the time. Um, I would go in, and we would talk sometimes for 10, 15 minutes. It felt like. It felt like a, a big chunk of talking time about so. whatever was pop culturally going on. Like, I, for instance, just off the top of my head, I remember when The Raid Redemption had come out. Yes. You were like, and we had begun you know like talking at that time and stuff and you said to me you said uh, you says you says you says uh, you says um, (laughs) yeah you said i i kind of know your taste i think you would really love this movie i was like yeah i heard about it and stuff and you were like dude there was one part where everybody clapped after that and cut to when i wanted to do the podcast which was 2015 pretty much no 2016 16 um Mm -hmm. i i knew instinctually that you would be great on it you have a great voice but apart from that you have uh, very keen pop culture insights, which is what I wanted for the podcast. And it was the same instinct that I had for putting the Nightshade Collective on and stuff like that. It was just this sort of gut feeling and it, it's paid off for me uh, tenfold. And also, you were in my film. Yes. So you're always going to be in my cool book for that. So Yeah, man, man. Well, that's the thing too. Sometimes a friendship can also get you a couple acting roles, which I found more and more you you think you think he has some actor tendencies he he's only been performing since the moment this started so you know what's up you guys know who i am i just don't like to call myself an actor or performer because we're in the world right here in los angeles where everyone talented or not goes as an actor i solved cancer so you know i, I just uh i like to let people 
you come up with what I am. And if you can't imagine that, that's on you. And if you imagine too much of it, that's on you. Yeah, no, this is, um, this is a blessed time and a stressed time. A lot of things to be thankful for. A lot of things to be angstful for. I was just trying to rhyme. I don't think angstful is a word, but fuck y'all. Um, and I love y'all. Thank you for being here. This is a good, good feeling. Uh, yeah, you know, some of the podcasts I like that definitely helped me want to just talk about my life but with happenings. I, I like the comedians. Um, I like especially Joey Diaz's podcast when he was doing uh, The Church of What's Happening Now, and I like Theo Vaughn's podcast this past weekend and what he does with Brennan Schaub with uh, King of the Sting. It sounds like I'm doing a plug shout-out to them. I'm not. I, I, don't know, I don't know them at all. Uh, I should be so lucky if I ever get to know them. But... Their style of podcast I like. And something that they said recently kind of um, stuck with me. Because Joey Diaz was saying like, Hey, look, look, cocksucker. Look, COVID is nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. This thing happened. It's out of your hands. Um, apologies to the Diaz family. No, I just, uh, I feel like this, I, I agree with him. This is, a, this is something that no one saw coming <laughs> except our leaders. And we, uh, we as the people are rolling with it the way people have to throughout time. And it's out of our hands. And Theo Vaughn said something interesting too, because for me, folks, I'm really, oh, I get so angry when it's too hot, when it's fucking sweltering, bullshit, relentless heat. I get fucking werewolf angry. I sound like werewolf Jack. Wolfman Jack, rather. Apologies to the baby boomers. I get into this, like, haunted space where it's too fucking hot, and I get crazy angry. And then I'm listening to Theo Vaughn, and he reminds us, like, hey, sometimes... Do I even dare do his voice? I don't have a good Theo Vaughn voice, and I don't want to... I already... I already... I already made... Well, well, you've made a real ass of yourself already, doing your Joey Diaz voice. I'm going to write a scathing blog about how someone I don't like did a voice of someone I don't like. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Theo Vaughn just reminded us like, hey, look, it's not about you. It's not about you getting hot. It's the world. The world's doing her thing. It sh Mother Nature heats up and she cools down and you're here. It's not about you. And I was thinking about that today, how it's so easy to take shit personally. It's so goddamn easy to go. This is, this is my reality. You all are players in my movie. And I don't feel like the main character anymore. And I have a problem with that. And I don't, want, I don't know what to do if I... I don't know what to do if I'm not the main character. I'm Bob Dylan. I'm Bob Dylan. I wrote a song. Look, I, that was, I wrote that song before I was born. You can boo all you want, but boo's got nothing to do with it. By the way, the, one of the funniest fucking things, I, I think one of the greatest trolling of an audience I've ever seen, you see it in the documentary that Scorsese did on Bob Dylan. People forget rock and roll was contentious. It was not cool yet. It was like 
a sellout almost. It's like, hey, wait, wait, you have folk roots. Why would you go with your electric guitar and talk about fucking offensive, strange, poetic shit? Why would you do that? And then he's about to get up on stage, or rather he's about to do the next song. And an audience member, I think he's in England, he goes, don't do another pop song, Bob. No, don't do it. Don't do another pop song. We want folk music. I don't want any more pop songs, Bob. And then Bob goes, this is a folk song. I'm not going to do a pop song. Would you relax? I'm going to do a folk song. If you'd shut up and listen, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a folk song. Oh yeah? A folk song? Really? Yeah, a folk song. A folk song. All right. Well, what's it called? It's called your leopard skin pillbox hat. <laughs> if you don't get that, I can't help you. But, um, yeah, the, uh, what was I talking about? My dear friend Nas, if you could beam back in for a sec. Before I went into Bob Dylan, do you remember what I was Bob Dylan, uh, I was about COVID, COVID, the world is cooling up, heating up, cooling down. It's not Theo about Vaughan. you. That's it's right. not yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. It's so about, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not about you. Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about anyone. It, it, we are in it. We're rolling with it. It does make me wonder, though, and I don't, I don't want to get too deep into dissecting our mythological inheritance, but let's face it, folks. We in the West do have a storyline that we all kind of feel, and I don't believe it's true in an original sense. What do I mean by this? Okay, they say, I don't know if, it's, if this is true either, I've heard that those of Eastern philosophy never learned this story where we fell out of grace with all that's good from the start. And we are U.S. Americans. We are the, you know, sorry, but I'm going to say what the fuck is happening. We are U.S. Americans. We came uninvited here with mythologies that, frankly, we have no business freaking out about or in. And frankly, if we're going to take any mythology and you want to base your society around it, best you take the good parts and not all the bullshit parts. And one of the bullshit parts, if you ask me, is this idea that you are guilty from the start, that you fucked up, that your entire fucking, this is about you. You fucked up. I think we're all a little bit guilty-minded, regardless of your own personal capacity to be guilty or shameful or down, or off, or to, even worse than that, or not worse than that, but concurrent with that, to believe that you have problems, that you are a bad person. This idea that we are damned, that we fucked up, it feeds into the toxic moment right here where people are getting angry at each other, we're blaming each other. You fucked up. This is my fucking movie, and you fucking ruined it. COVID, it's, it's just, it, whatever you were going through is now supercharged version it's like the worst star in mario brothers and i can never talk about mario brothers without feeling the hurt kid in me whose parents never let him have a goddamn nintendo it's okay it brought out the reader in me and i thank them for that but uh yeah that it's a bad star that instead of making you invincible, it makes you stupid. So you plow through everything, just and you start to uh, believe that this shit is all about you. And it's hard. It's hard not to think that because shit is happening and you do experience it. You can't live in this current world without feeling it. I meant it at the beginning of this show. 
if you ain't having a bad day, everybody else is. Or they might be, at least. But boy, some things to be thankful for, man. On the drive over here, it's very cool. Nas will often pick me up in the mornings and we'll drive out here to the Wild 7 Studios. And it's a very, we call it the Jules and Vern. Oops. Yeah. The Jules and Vincent. Jesus Christ. Why did I say Jules and Vern? Because Jules Vern. That's why, because Jules Vern, the uh, author. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Quentin Tarantino is like, all right. I thought you were a fan. What the fuck are you saying? All right. You know, I wrote the script. You know, it's all what I did. All right. And, and let me tell you something. I don't appreciate you messing up my character names. Okay. One iota. All right. Thank you, QT. I love your work. This is uh, uh, the, the, the drive over here. We see um, a gentleman who is kind of a, believe it or not, I think kind of a local legend in a way of a transient man, a man definitely between intersections and street corners, a man definitely who is not being cared for in the society that we live in. I realized I was redundant and I repeated my prepositions. My mother would kill me for that, but we're going to keep on moving. He, uh, he had, this is incredible. You've seen horror films. I'm not trying to set up some judgmental thing when I say horror. I'm just saying you've seen in movies where people have like some kind of mutilation happen and we go, oh shit, look at those special effects. What if you saw a man whose right eye and cheek, basically the second half of his face is scooped out as if it were like jack-o'-lantern time and is basically completely hollow. I know, but <laughs> it's, it, oh, a point. I just, uh, if anyone's having any trigger warnings, I'd like to just remind you this is a safe space. And uh, we can talk about things that are happening on the street. And just, you know, if, if you, can we pass the whale to, to, to him? He seems a little stressed out. If he, if he can hold the whale for a little bit, it's his turn to speak. We used to use a conch, but, you know, Lord of the Flies and all that. The point is, folks, you're having a bad day. Do you have both eyes? Do you have the right side of your face? Then get up, wipe them tears. And by the way, this is coming from a daily crybaby. I'm the biggest victim there is if I'm not careful. But you have your face. And this guy was actually very nice. And my friend Nas Red did something really cool, which by the way, we saw the goodness happening. A very sweet lady leaving the shop we were going into gave the gentleman some money. And I think that that's more than noble. If you have it, do it. Some people don't have it. And fuck you, they're going to use it on, they'll use it on whatever they need. And it's not your fucking moral place to go, I'm not going to help them because they're going to just keep unhelping themselves. Fuck off. Money already is evil. You're doing something good with it by giving it to someone who don't have it. So she was great. She set that tone. And my friend, Mr. Nasred, bought the gentleman a sandwich. Now look at what's happening right here. It's the whole paying forward thing. It's the building on goodness. It makes me realize there's so much to be thankful for. 
And in this COVID era, you can get real wrapped up and believe that your life is cursed. Guys, I turn into a werewolf once a month. I've realized this. I got my little thing where once a month, I get fucking ragey, vengeful. I fucking cuss out invisible people in my head and in my living room. In my bedroom where my wife sleeps. Where my children come in to play with their toys. I do a fucking werewolf number once a month and it gets gnarly. And I've kind of come to a peaceful realization that, oh, it's not if the werewolf comes back, it's when the werewolf comes back. For those who are looking for a referential moment, please refer to the Wild 7 podcast in which Alex Rogers may have jeopardized his future by completely crucifying and slaying big giants that frankly don't have any business being offended at all because they'll always make money because they always will be magnificent and giant-like. Episode 119, like, share, and subscribe to the Wild 7 podcast. Thank you. And back to the program. When you look around and you realize you have even a temporary home, even if you're fucking six months late on rent because the motherfuckers who run this fucking circus don't give you nothing. Or if they did, it was a little something that was just kind of nothing. What do you want? Like, oh, no, we, we need an entire pie. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a crust. You know what's up. So there's, uh, there's just a lot to be grateful for. You got a face. You have the ability to smile. You have the ability to look, but it's covered up in a mask and I can't breathe. I know, but try wearing that for eight hours a day, ma'am. You're just coming in for 20 minutes to grab your gi. And that's not like the uniform you wear in the dojo. I'm talking about that little clarified butter thing. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, when you look around, really pay attention to what's actually happening right now, folks, because you got your own little inner hell. And this is coming from a guy who turns into a werewolf once a month and I blame everyone for not being what I could be and angry at my parents, at my past, at all the lying institutions where I become basically like the embodiment of the wall. Again, a second Pink Floyd reference in the show. It's okay. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. We always do it. Just remember the image of a man Missing half his face. You got this. I think I'm tapped out. That's what I feel for this show. This is definitely a, uh, I th I, you know, I was going to, this is the first of many things. The maiden voyage. And I'm going to just keep on setting sail here. I've got ideas about movies, about music, about philosophy, about books. I can't wait to nerd out with you guys about what I'm reading. I really want to get into language. I want to get into the romance of the mysteries of that which is. And there will be time enough. In the meantime, I want to thank the Wild 7 family. I want to thank Mr. Nas Red. Thank you, Alex, for uh, doing this. I'm very excited. And also, it was episode 118 I screwed up, sorry. Where Alex, you know, does his thing. We're going to put, uh, if you saw that double asterisk mark in your head, you got it. The footnote is made. Episode 118, you can see the moment where I stopped being an interminable nice guy on the show and kind of got... It was the turning point, and it's really compelling content. I highly recommend you <laughs> listen to it. Well, there you go, folks. 
Thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme. In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, simpin' after dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.